Common to episode 6 of the Darko Audio Podcast, in which I chat to Jeff Dorgay of Tone Audio over breakfast in Munich. So Jeff, we're here in Munich for High End 2018, um, and it's Sunday, so we've done three three days already, right? Three days of this, yes. And it's pretty hectic, it's pretty busy, you know. I took, I took a video, well, I took a bunch of videos yesterday, compiled them, but one thing that you can't communicate with the video is... Uh, how damn hot the MOC is, which is a first world problem. Yes, especially by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I believe you called it right at the beginning of the show. It's going to get awfully hot by the end of the day. Yeah, it's just so and many people. I mean, I think, I think this is one of the things that makes this show really, I mean, aside from all the great stuff at the show itself, part of getting to one of these shows, whether you're us or whether you're just a, somebody coming in to see the show as a consumer, Reasonable places to stay, reasonable places to eat, reasonable access to transportation. I mean, that's the thing you don't have at a show like CES or, you know, even Rocky Mountain. You know, I mean, Rocky Mountain, there's not... One of my biggest complaints about Rocky Mountain, really, and it has nothing to do with the show, is that there's nothing else to do there. Yeah, I guess there's a a certain amount of, especially I guess for traveling Americans and Australians and Brits who come to Germany and it's a, it's not just an audio show, it's a cultural experience. Exactly. <laughs> so you go up Leopoldstrasse and up to Marienplatz and you're just, wow, this is all awesome because you don't have this back home. And I think yeah, there's I so much exciting stuff to do here yeah. besides the audio show. I mean, you could make you could make this a vacation, mm. spend a day or two at the show, go do other things. Mm. Especially, I think, if you're coming from a long way. You know, I mean, for someone like you, this is the home. This, this, you coming here is like me going to Rocky Mountain. It's just a right. short hop. Yes. To come yes. here and do the show, go home, yeah. sleep in your own bed, mm-hmm. and you're good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not tired. You're not jet lagged. Not jet lagged, which is one of the wonders so, of living in Berlin. Yeah. So, as they say in America, you kind of have home court advantage here, mm-hmm. which is great. Which mm-hmm. is which is outstanding. But I think more than any other other audio event I've been to in, in the last five six years. I think I'm trying to think of the best word to sum up Munich is it's smart, diverse. It's very diverse. But what I mean, what I mean by smart is yes, people dress dress nicely, and you don't yeah. you don't get you don't see any socks and sandals. <laughs> you don't see any Hawaiian shirts. <clears throat> did, did, did you ever hear? Did you ever hear that old Graham Parker song, "Socks and Sandals"? No. <laughs> the last line he says, "Cause socks and sandals ain't rock and roll." Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. It's um, well. I think I think the European crowd. I mean, you tell me. You live here, but my observation as an American has always been that I think these people take hi-fi a little more. Not so much that they take it a little more seriously necessarily than we do because we're pretty mental in America about it. But I think it's a little bit bigger part of their life. I think art and culture and music is a little bit bigger part Absolutely. of the average European yeah. person's life. Yeah. I didn't see as many people texting here right. as I did. You know, not as many people ran into me because they were just looking at their phone. I mean, I get the impression, I've not only lived in Germany for a year and a half, but you know, even just my experiences in Munich the last few years, is that the show communicates my experience in Berlin is that 
audio is not this sort of outsider weirdo pursuit, right? Right, exactly. And if your friend's got an expensive or decent hi-fi system in here, he's, he's still kind of cool. Right. He's got this cool stuff, he's got records. He's not that weirdo guy at the end of the street who's like always messing around with cables and wires. Right. And I know these are kind of fairly extreme images, but they, I think they're what separate a lot of... Um, U.S. regional shows from this big one here. My limited medium experience with all the regional shows in the U.S. and is it's you know I'm a car guy, so I compare everything mm -hmm. to cars. Yep. It it reminds me of car shows that I've gone to for years and years. It's the same guys. Mm -hmm. It's the same dudes, mm -hmm. and they're still not buying anything. Mm -hmm. You know, they're still kicking tires and they're still kind of whinging about it and. Um, <laughs> You know, they there there doesn't seem. I don't know. There doesn't seem to be quite the. I think enjoyment, the just the sheer enjoyment of it. Yeah, actually, I agree with you. You don't hear as much bitching and whinging here. Yeah, yeah. I have to kind of qualify that by saying, well, I don't. My German's not yet good enough to understand. Maybe people are kind of going, oh, DSD this or MQA that. I just don't. Well, I didn't get as much of that in the rooms, though. Right. I really didn't. I'm not. I, I'm not hearing that. I'm not picking well, it up. Well, and yeah. as you can, I, I'm. I'm hoping you'll agree. We saw a lot more wives, girlfriends, kids. Absolutely. Yes. A lot. Yes. A lot wider a lot. range of people. And it's a little bit younger, I think, than. America. Yeah. You know, with all the recent discussions on Facebook about women in hi-fi, mm -hmm. I mean, I not only did I see a lot more women here, but the thing I've always noticed about the Munich show is that when I've seen women hanging out in the rooms looking at gear, mm -hmm. they seem to be on the same level as the guys. They're asking, mm -hmm. you know, they're asking pointed questions. What about yeah. this? What about yeah. this? What about this? Um, where usually at Rocky Mountain or something like that, you usually see, and again, I used to see this at all the car shows, you see the wife, and she's got that look on her face like, oh my God, I have to go to this fucking car show or this hi-fi show, and I really don't, I'd really rather be anywhere but here. But yet here, they all seem to be participating, and it's, you know, like you said earlier, it's part of their life. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm cracking an egg, so, you know. I heard some great music yesterday, which is not something I say very often about audio shows, but I was in the name room, and admittedly, it was the end of the day, but I was talking to Trevor Wilson, and I was, I was continually distracted. I'm going, what is that? Who's, who's playing LCD sound system? I think this is really cool. And I was saying, I'm sorry, Trevor, I've got to stop you, but it's like somebody's playing LCD sound system. He goes, no, that's us. Just come around here. Well, let's go in the room and have a listen. Oh, what did I hear yesterday, too, that was way off the beaten path that I would have never expected to hear mm. at a hi-fi show? Oh, I can't. It's, it's... And, well, and, and our pal, um, our pal from Kef... Always Johan. plays. Johan yeah, always does, plays yeah. great music. Yeah, yeah. He's very good at it in that he manages to tread the, the line between, the, you know, the kind of more traditional audiophiles, or rather audiophiles with more traditional tastes. Right. That are very well, look, who are very well looked after at shows in general. And mixing it up with people like you or I who are into like rock music or electronic music. And, right. And he's very good at that. But I thought the name thing was especially good because they, they played LCD sound system, then they played some Radiohead. Um, I think I may have heard some National, although maybe I'm mistaken. I heard a few smatterings of um, Stephen Wilson here and there. Okay, yeah. He's the new darling. He really is, isn't he? Yeah. Have you heard, here's his obscure track for you. Mm. You can find it on Tidal. It's, um, it's called Bass Communion. Have you heard that? I don't know. I it's, know. A, it's a solo project you did probably about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. But it's real... 
Eno-y. It's real oh. ambient, real um, slow and groaning and guttural, and yeah. it's just two tracks that are about 12, 12 minutes long. So, but here's a question for you, right? I'll try. Why don't we ever hear hip hop at audio I don't know because I'd play it. One of you know, I play Snoop Dogg. I play all that old school stuff all the time at my place. I mean, I'm. I'm, I'm not even especially that much into it, but the stuff I have heard sounds incredible. The Dr. Dre stuff sounds really good. Listen to great test track. Listen to um, to uh, Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice. That's got some mm. of the best ambient. It's got one of the biggest sound fields. Right. And 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 it's like when you have when you have your speakers set just right. Yeah. In the background, when those two girls go, yeah, yeah, if you've got your speakers set up just right, it sounds like she's sitting in your lap. That's when you know your speakers are. Is that a dry production? I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you don't, you, but you never hear soul music, which is, actually, Johan does. A little bit, yeah, Johan does a little bit. You know who does that, too? Mm. He wasn't at this show, mm. but Kevin Wolf, who's now at Bowers and Wilkins, mm -hmm. he yeah. plays a lot of soul Right. You know, okay. I was in the grocery store the other day, and on the background music, they were playing. They played a track from the first Paul Weller, the the, just the self titled, the one that yeah. had kind of the soul. Actually, I love that record. One That's of my great. favorites. That now there now there um you guys at Intervention Records, if you're listening, <laughs> there's a record you can do first Paul Weller record. Oh, you're right. That's another print, isn't it? Oh. But intervention. Actually, we did. You and I did both speak to the um, the lovely Jesse yeah, yes. from from intervention, and they're doing the first, not the first. Sorry, just a select for Matthew Sweet. Yeah, I think exactly. that's going to be the audiophile treasure. Well, that's going to be the music lover treasure of the year, I think. Because you're more of a girlfriend fan, aren't you? Girlfriend. Well, you know, I like his whole catalog. Girlfriend, but girlfriend and hundred percent fun. If you, okay, those are your two picks. I would go Altered Beast every single time. I, I love Girlfriend. Actually, one of the limitations of um, the Girlfriend reissues from a few years back, or rather the represses, is remember the CD had those killer extra tracks? Yes. And they never came to back to vinyl. And I think this expanded reissue that the intervention are doing is going I'm to have those sure. tracks. Yeah. And I know they're doing Son of Altered Beast as well as part of the release right. schedule. Right. But it's it's really interesting. It's a last. This is the first time I've seen um, an, in inverted commas, audiophile reissue label tackle something that's like, that's, that's it's still old. It's 20, well, 20 something, almost 30 years old. But yeah. it's still something I, I'm really into. And it's guitar music, you know, which yeah. is, again, you wouldn't hear Matthew Sweet when he played at the show, but maybe this would change with intervention, right? I hope so. I, I I think it would be the ultimate triumph to walk in the Vanderstein room and they're playing Girlfriend really loud. That would be cool. I guess some. No, the ultimate triumph would be to hear that in the Wilson audio room. <laughs> but we know that won't happen. I don't know. Well, yeah, these guys are very concerned. I wish we could get our pals at Nagra to, to move a little bit off the beat off their their path because that you know they always have for my money they always have if not the best one of the top five I mean it's so hard to get really great sound at these shows but mm -hmm. the guys at Nagra always do Renee is is fantastic he yeah. works so hard to get such great sound at the show mm -hmm. but but it's the same ten tracks right well I think a lot of exhibitors fall into that trap right right but they have they get great sound but then it, you know what's the point if you're just going to play 10 songs and I mean I was just 
at Nagra a couple months ago and listening to essentially that system in a little bit smaller room. But they played such a wide range of music, and it was it was lovely on everything. Mm. Is that? I mean, is that one of your? I mean, I don't really t- go around the rooms here in Munich and go, "Oh, that's the best sound." No, I it. usually don't. But I, I just stop doing it. No, I don't. Usually, I don't either. It's just that they always have a pretty striking presentation. Right. Okay. No, I mean, I heard some decent sound in a few rooms, but I, you know, I don't go to a show for that reason. You know, I, I honestly, I think you should go to a hi-fi show to meet the people that make the gear, yeah. get to put your hands on the stuff, see it, yeah. maybe ask some pertinent questions yeah. that you can't get answered by your dealer. Um, I, I don't see that as, you know, that's that's not the place to test drive the gear. Really. Absolutely not, no. It's, re- it's really not a reliable place at all. I, I was talking to, I won't name the manufacturer, but I was talking to him a while ago on the phone, an American manufacturer, and he was saying that a guy had come to one of his exhibits in the USA and loved the speakers he was using so much of the show, he went he went straight home and bought a pair. But then when they arrived and he set them up, he was absolutely crushed because they didn't sound anywhere near as good as either he remembers them or actually as they did sound in this manufacturer's room. Okay. So it's because it's the room in play, right? Or it's, well, it's, it's room. A lot of times, though, it's set up. I mean, yeah. I had a similar experience room, with, yeah. with my gear. Yeah. You know, I mean, once once you get the stuff really set up, by somebody that really can set the stuff up. You know, and I mean, my setup skills, I've been doing this forever, and, you know, my skills are, are medium. I'd, I'd, I'd put my level of competency right. at maybe yeah. 7 out of yeah. 10. You know, but mm-hmm. when you have one of those guys, I mean, I, I had John Hunter from Rail set my system up, but yeah. somebody like he, him, Sterling Trail, one of those guys, I mean, the, the difference, the difference that they... That your your gear is capable of doing, you might really be shocked. Mm. You know, right. I, mean, I would tell anybody to go find a really really good setup guy before you go spend another thousand, two thousand, five thousand, mm. ten thousand dollars on gear. Really, but that's not as much fun as buying new cable, is it? It's not as much fun as buying new records. That's for sure. Well, <laughs> that's two different. Those are two different people. I think. Well. Yes and no. There's some overlap. There is some rare overlap when you meet that person that has a halfway decent system, regardless of budget, but really loves music. Those yeah. those are my favorites to hang out with. I guess it's hard. It's hard for that to kind of shine through when when the focus. And we have to be honest about this. this is why we're here. We're not here really. It's not, this is not a music convention. Right. This is an audio gear convention. Right. 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 So we have to. That's why it's, it, it does get pretty nerdy pretty quickly. But. I think it's I mean, we have a responsibility to keep it in check and not get too lost and go too deep and you know too uh, just too overboard with specifications oh. that driver material and I mean yeah. these things do matter but losing sight of you know letting letting the you know music talk drift to the horizon and beyond I think is probably a mistake. Well, know? wouldn't you say? I mean, that when you listen to a piece of gear, whether it's speakers, whatever. It, it either grabs you or it doesn't. Right. You know, music, art, stuff, it yeah. either it either grabs you and you respond to it, you interact with it in a way that you're interested or you, or you don't. It, yeah. And it doesn't matter what the specs are, what the measurements are. Um, if it grabs you, it grabs you. And, I mean, how do, how do you measure for that? Well, like, the problem with that, though, is, is it, I mean, it, 
maybe one day it doesn't grab me because I'm in a bad mood or I'm jet lagged and tired. <laughs> and another day I'll absolutely love it because I've had a great night's sleep and I only had a, what, a single beer the previous night. So okay. it, there are those kind of factors. In so play, you need speakers that grab you even when you're cranky. <laughs> yes, yeah, I do. <laughs> if, something can, if, if something can rock my world even on my worst day, that's a kick-ass setup. Well, I right? think that's... I think that's an acceptable parameter. That, that's a good way of focusing on something, isn't it? Does it does it move me even when I'm you know not receptive to that necessarily, or less receptive to that? Well, then that's a good thing because then it, then at times that can pull you out of that mood. Yeah, that's. I mean, this is. I mean, for me, I, I, I listen. Well, for me, music and then playback is a is a mind altering substance. Oh, agreed. Right? Or mind altering experience. Like Very much so. I was talking to Ken Ball yesterday at Campfire, and he was talking is about. Is he here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in the he? he's in the Can Jam section down at the corner bunker, just down the road. Oh, okay. Um, but he was saying how he, he sees music as like a time machine. It takes oh. him right back to when he first heard something. I think very much, like that, right? right? Very much so. I yeah. mean, there's just certain records in my life that I remember right where I was when I bought that record. Right. You know? Yeah, I guess I have those. I can remember buying those Mind Bomb CD and skipping maths class to do it. That, so when I listen exactly. to that, I think a little bit about that. Sure, sure. Or or where you were, sometimes it's where you were the first time you heard a track. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Although nowadays, I mean, you don't really hear track. I don't, I don't listen to the radio, so I don't hear stuff accidentally so much, you know? Yeah. It's going to be on, if I'm going to hear something accidentally, it's either through a recommendation, very rarely at a show. Right, <laughs> um, right. Or just some, you know, from some Spotify random thing. What I really would love, and I, I think that, because yeah, you used to have a Sulus, right? Well, I still, I Rune and right. Title and all that. And they had a thing, it's, it was called Swim, right? Yes. Right. Right. What I would love, I know it's called, well, I forget what it's called now on, on Rune itself, but I would love for them to add a feature where it not only sort of swims through your collection, but through Tidal. Oh, that would be amazing. That, that would be really cool, huh? Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. And that would be great for discovery. And Because a, a lot of time I just let Rune run. I'll play one song right. and I just go, oh, Rune Radio. That's it, Rune right, Radio. and, and let, let it go. Let it, I do that too. It's awesome. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Well, you know, and I think one of the things that's harder, one of the things that's always hard for me to assimilate is that, okay, I've been doing this... Not even just the hi-fi thing, but I mean, I've been listening to music since I was 12, mm -hmm. okay? So I'm really fucking old. So, you know, so it's it's not that I'm this crabby old man that doesn't want to listen to any more music. It's just that I've already got so much music floating around in my head all the time. It's it's like I wish I had more time to absorb even yet even more music, but it's... I mean, I still, after all these years and all these records and CDs and all this stuff, I've still only bought the same record accidentally twice, maybe only a couple of times. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, do you ever get that where you go in the record store and you've got it in your head and you're going, okay, I'm going to buy these three records. And you get in the record store and you just kind of go blank and you buy 15 other records, but yeah. those three records and you come home and go, well, I, I didn't buy those. Sometimes I pick up a record at a record store and I look at it and go, have I got this? Right. Because I've, I know I've got all the digital versions, right? So the digital's covered, but do I have this on vinyl? I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Right. I'll buy it anyway. And then more often than not, I don't have it because I've, I've got most of my records in storage in Melbourne. Oh. So I'm buying records again. And I'm trying my best not to duplicate what's in, what's in, in those. When are you going to go back and get your records? I said I have to get the ship to hell, but it's super expensive and import 
duty is into Germany is very costly. So you say they're not worth anything. Yeah, you, yeah, they're wise to that. They're okay. super wise to that. So I'm, um, I'm just, but I have enough. I mean, I mean, this is the thing about record collections. I could, I just seem to sort of subsist on the new records that I'm buying at the time, and they might because a lot of reissues is coming out now. I'm just like getting the Orteca stuff and some old Apex Twin stuff and it just I just end up playing old records because they're being reissued like the Matthew Sweet when that comes out I'll be hammering that to death even though it's a 30 year old record right oh yeah so it's no just, question you kind of just everything my friend used to say to me like it's best not to sweat music this was before before even downloads this was before 2000 he said like stuff always comes back to you yeah you know, oh like, yeah even if you lose stuff do you do that on titles sometimes where you, you there were things that say 10 years ago you Love, that you listen to all the time, and now you can't listen to anymore. Well, or you just forgot about it. Oh right, yeah, yeah. There's that. Oh, as well. Wow, you know, hey, I haven't heard that for. That's the that's the perfect moment. Actually, it's like when you kind of reminded us how good something is. Like, this yeah. is awesome. Right. I've forgotten how great this record is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I might I might break and get some more coffee, Jeff. Let's so, both do that. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave this run so okay. it, can, it can capture whoever walks past. Walks by and says something. <laughs> So one of the, the the more interesting little products of surprise, one of the biggest surprises they showed for me was the um, projects have got a new streamer, which is about the size of I guess I don't know, it's one of those little tiny box products they make. And I think it's called a Streambox something, but. It's, it's essentially a Raspberry Pi inside a box, but in a nice case. Oh, okay. But it, so it does, it's got an HDMI output, so you can configure it on a touch screen if you want to. That's how they had it set up here in Munich. Sure. But you can stream to it like Rune, um, squeeze, squeeze Box, no, I'm not sure about that. But you can definitely do Rune, UPnP, the usual stuff. And the reason I was so impressed by this was that Project have obviously looked at us. Um, a, uh, the Raspberry Pi and gone, well, there's the platform. We don't have to develop our own basic hardware platform. We don't have to be coming into software. It's all there for us, and we just got to add some audio circuitry on top of the platform, you know, to ensure we get decent sound quality. I think that's the way to go. Did you see, um, well, have you, have you gotten your hands on a Rune Nucleus yet? It's arriving next month. That's what I'm hearing too. So I talked to Mr. Silverman yeah. and we're supposedly getting one next mm. month. So I'm pretty excited about that. So that's the other end of the... The other end of the spectrum. Yeah, well, the other end of the, the, of the network, right? It's, right? That's what will sit in my kitchen. Those guys are smart guys, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, did you read all the stuff about what they did to make their own OS and blah, blah, blah? But on the I mean, white paper. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty right, intense yeah. what they what they did with that. So I'm I'm excited because I've always loved Rune. I mean I've you know used Rune since day one, Sulu since day one, and mm. but when you have a really big library, it does it does get a few little bit of lags, and this is really I think going to allow it to do everything that it's you know delivers the promise of what. Well, is that because? But that's that's probably a hardware issue on you know what you're running a server on, right? It's probably the limitation. This is the whole point of the new thing is to make sure that the hardware can drive the software. Right. So I run mine on a on a Nook that runs Windows, and I never never have an issue. Yeah, I run mine on a Mac Mini, and most of the time it's fine. But every it, it just doesn't always zoom along as fast as I'd like it to go. So this is really this is mm. going to be nice too. Right. Yeah, but in in terms of sort of. I mean, I, I had to listen to those Meze Audio Empyrean headphones. Okay. They were so, so rhythmically right. And they really kind of, 
delineated layers, and it was just they were they were awesome. I, d- I just sat there for about twenty minutes listening to those, which I don't wow. normally do at a show. Twenty minutes, right? Because I had wow. the they had COVID streaming, so obviously I can, I can have at it. It's not like the usual selection of Max stuff where there's right. like a, a Daft Punk, a Pink Floyd, and a bunch of classics on a dark craft. It was like, well, okay, the world's music supply at my fingertips. I'll have, some, I'll have some David Bowie and, and some beat. I played some B12. And, you know, I think my new favorite headphone are those new Dianas from oh, Abyss. They, they I like those a lot. Yeah. This is one another thing I was talking because Kendall obviously makes great looking IEMs, right? And I've, I think I've been on this sort of I want to say hobby horse, but I I really want audio gear to look. Cool. Look at look cool, look adult. People come up to you and go, "What are those? Like, what's that?" Right? You you need that Costas, Metaxas thing. Yeah, yeah. He's a cool cat. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to him at all? I have. I met him in, in Warsaw last year. Yeah, I really. He's an he's an interesting, really interesting yeah. man. I love the look of his stuff. But this is what I was talking about with Kano, saying when something looks nice and feels nice to you. You know how we're talking about me being a cranky pants some days, you know, <laughs> right? John Darko, cranky that, pants. <laughs> that, that whole, the, the, a nice aesthetic and a nice form factor and a, a nice, just a, a really enjoyable tactile experience. Stuff you want to engage with. Yeah, right? it opens you up more to the musical experience. Right? I agree. Rather than be just, you know, if you're playing with something that's fiddly and crappy, you just kind of go, oh, this is annoying. This is annoying. And pushing well, it's the visual phone. noise, you know, right. that's, your, that's your inner artist mm-hmm. revealing itself to you. Right. So those so, Diane headphones, they, I mean, for me, they're also a massive surprise given what Abyss had before, which yeah. is basically a medieval, medieval torture device, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty big, you know, and these, I mean, and, and you know, the only, I mean, it's, I mean, they're, actually, they're my wife's favorite headphones, too, but... Mm. Um, but I mean, I, there's, we've got quite a few things that we use on a pretty regular now. I mean, you know, really, we talked about the women in women in audio thing. I mean, that was my wife's thing. Has really been she's really taken an excitement with personal listening. Mm-hmm. You know, for her, she's that's oh, right because you have a new publication now, right? Well, that's hers. Yeah. That's her baby. You know, headphone art. Headphone art. And so ha, and that's kind of our tribute to Japan and Pokemon. You know, by just calling it hot. And, uh, Do you have an exclamation mark? Yes. So, you know, so, yeah, it's... Uh, and that was the whole That was the whole point, you know. So, What else have you um, encountered here, Jeff, that, you, that has really floated your boat? You know what I really liked, and I know this is probably silly, um, Boulder has a new photo stage out okay. for $5,000. And it's, it's a piece of Boulder gear you can actually lift. Right. You know, because their stuff's super heavy, right? Super oh, industrial. Yeah. yeah, some of their big amps are three, four, five hundred pounds. Right. You know, yeah. So Boulder is appropriate. That's interesting because th- that kind of stuff I don't really go yeah. near too much. Like the yeah. big separate systems. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm skewing towards two areas, like integrated amps that do a lot of things, like one bar. Right. right. Well, you know <clears> what? Speaking of that, <throat> did you see the guys at Gold Note? Did you see their integrated? That's, Actually, yes, that's the, a great box. Into the IS-1000. Yes, the IS-1000 is fantastic. Did you see the um, the Anthem integrated? Anthem? No, I haven't seen it's that. It's in no. the Paradigm Room. Right. They've got it integrated for 5K also, mm-hmm. about 150 watts a channel. 
built-in phono, built-in DSP. You can configure the phono from the app with all the parameters you want it to do. And it's got Anthem Root Correction built in also, That's pretty cool. which is pretty cool for 5K. And so yeah, for me, these these kind of single single boxes that do everything. Yeah, are, you know, very exciting. And after that, I'm I'm just all about the actives. Right. So when it comes to separates like pre-powered combos. Oh yeah, um, it's a lot. No, no, well again, you, you know, you live have over to... you live over here. People don't have these giant mansions. They, they don't. Have, you know. Yeah. And so and and I think too, a lot of people are are really cutting back. You know, mm. not so much on what they're spending, but just they're simplifying their lives a little bit more. Yeah. They don't want all these cables. They don't want all this. Yeah. I mean, Pass has a great integrated out. It's it's about nine. Yeah. The, the INT sixty. Right. Very nice. You know, and and honestly, if you don't need massive power, yeah. I mean, I've got the INT sixty in my second room, mm -hmm. and at, at modest levels, yeah, it's so close to the. Hundred plus thousand dollars with the pass I've got in the other room. Right, it's really good. And then the crazy money integrated, the C, the new CH Precision. Yeah, right. That was a nice box. Okay, that was pretty sexy. Does that have multiple? Like, does it have DAC inside the photo stage? DAC or? and phono. Yeah. You oh, okay. Could, yeah. DAC, DAC, phono, and streamer. Right. So, Interesting. Yeah, right, and they like said that probably they they hinted that it might be room ready. At some point. Interesting. Okay, right. I might. But that was that was a pretty exciting. You can go hear that in the. It's up on the fourth floor. Mm -hmm. That is in. He's in the same room with Grand Prix Audio, the turntable guy. Yeah. And um, like the Nagra Classic integrated mm -hmm. is very nice. Yeah. You know, on a different level. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I saw integrated wise that was pretty. Sim Audio had some a couple of smaller integrates that were pretty cool. They're. Because they have that new um, preamp, right? Yes. Which is, I mean, I read some, I read one article about it that basically implied that it was a Neo Ace minus the power amp, but it's That's, not. Oh, okay, because that was what I thought too. So no, what's the difference? No, apparently they've, 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 they've taken their existing flagship preamp and tweaked it a little bit and then taken their mind to streamer platform okay. and smushed them together. So this is like a, an uber high-end piece for them. It's not... Oh, okay. Yeah, I was right. confused because but then because the pricing gave lie to that, that notion that it was an EOS minus a power station. How much is it? I, I you remember? Off the top of my head. I'm, All right. But it's more expensive than the EOS. Got it. So this okay. is like a high-end preamp with a streamer built in. Nice. So okay. I think it's the 390 they call it. 390, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know, it's all, again, you know, back to being the, the old guy here. I mean, it's like <laughs> these these integrated to me, they're kind of like the receiver, the receivers of my day where right. they've kind of swapped the FM section out for the streamer section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't think, I mean, I don't think that many people, I think there's a lot of people that like music and they'd even like a good hi fi system. But they don't want to engage in the sport of hi-fi, which, which is basically all the collection. All the yeah, it's like give me a great system, set yeah. it up, job done, off you go. Let's listen to music. Yes. we're done. We got yeah. some cool hardware. Let's go. They just want to just buy one. Yeah, and have that for ten years, and then maybe buy again, but not it, it, constantly evolving something. I don't yeah. know that. I think what what at least what I'm seeing changing in audio is it's not as much of a hobby mm. as it used to be. Right. Where it's something that you're constantly changing all the bits around all mm -hmm. the time. You know, you just get something cool and you're done. Well, it needs, it needs to be, be a, I guess, sort of less, less model train hobbyist than... Yes. Than no, it, I know, agree. Totally. If it's going to 
if it's ever going to attract a broader audience, it needs to shed some of that sort of. Well, and I think I think in the end that will give it more respect. Yeah, yeah. I because so. I mean, you don't go buy a Rolex and then get like a different this or that or whatever. You just buy it and you're done. See, I look at this is what I look. You know, to draw on a car analogy, which I know you're a fan of, right? So I look at passive speakers and outboard amplifiers and go, this is like having a car where the where the engine doesn't sit under the hood of the front. It's it's a, it's like in the sidecar on the side, and you can swap it out at any time. Right, and it's not like that. I mean, it, you're absolutely right. It's like you don't go to the BMW dealer and say, "Well, I want this engine, and I want this, this, and I want this, this." You just buy the or car. Or I want I want your you know your chassis, but I want I want right. I want a Mercedes engine. In right, right. Which is so it's you know I, I know that you know it's. I think it's interesting that you, there are options and the flexibility is cool and that's what people are into. But I think there's room for both and I think, you know, exactly. what if have kind of turned their nose up actives for a long time because they can't play that tweaking game. Well, you know why, you know why actives haven't sold in America? Mm. Because I think because the dealers can't sell you a whole bunch of cable. Right, right. You know, you're done. So you, you can't, you can't come in and buy three sets of interconnects and three mains cables and all of that. You buy your active speakers and your thing, you buy one set of cable, you're done. Well, I think then the shift moves. I think there's still an option, there's still a possibility to sell cable, but you move away from loudspeaker and interconnects to power cables, right? right? right. And maybe some power conditioning, because active speakers do benefit from that, like because obviously they're both powered boxes. Sure. So it's just, I think it's not like less, I think it's just different. Yeah, I would, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'll right. go with that. That's. And and again, we know how how curmudgeon-y sometimes there's a there's a subset of that world that is very resistant to change. I have no idea what you're talking about, Jeff. Ah, okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, you know, well, again, you know, you're talking about those little integrators like the 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 name Adam. They sent me one last week. I haven't unboxed it yet. Yeah. That is a really yeah. cool, awesome Yeah, product. we, we yeah. bought it after the review. I mean, it's great. I mean, we've got an Atom in the bedroom. Pam's got a Muso cube in the bathroom. She's yeah. got a, a Zeppelin in her office. I mean, it's... The thing I like most about that, well, those, especially those um, entry-level name products, is the volume control. I love the volume control. It's, it's, it feels so nice. Yes. And it feels just like their big statement piece. Yeah. It's the same piece. Yeah. I like the thing I like about all the name stuff too is that again it's all room ready. Yeah. So yeah. everything I mean now I have between the house, the office, the garage, everything, I have seven room zones. So anywhere I go, wow. I'm always listening to music. I yeah. just go to the and you know that's another thing about Rune that I really like is the, the phone interface on Rune is really, really good. good. It's very good, yeah. It's way better than anything I've used. So it's great. I mean the garage Zone four, bam, you know, I'm listening to Kiss Alive in the garage. I'm there. Actually, that's something kind of interesting because you know that um, the Rune phone app um, outputs now to the headphone socket on a phone. Yes. So I've got this LG V30, which is the... Which actually phone. has a headphone output. Yeah, but it, it has a headphone output, but a very good sounding one because this has got an ESS back in it. Bob Stewart was talking yes. about that yesterday. This is he it. said this is that that's the, that's the phone. Right. This is a wonderful sounding phone, MQA or not. It sounds amazing. But here's the thing. you can I, I can use this just as a phone, which I do. I'm doing a lot more show coverage with the camera on this as well. But you, I can take it home and I can plug it in with a three and a half mil to RCA adapter to the back of it into an app. You know, just set it on the bench and then it's now a room ready endpoint. Yes. It sounds really good. Mm. And... 
it's an, another way of thinking about a phone that has a second multiple capabilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, which which LG is that? <laughs> it's called the V30. Okay. They've got a couple of other variations of this now. Because I've even read the camera on that is better than the Apple camera. Uh, it's better than my Apple, uh, my iPhone 6S Plus, but that's a, an older generation phone. Right. But one, the other thing, you, you know, we touched on the name, amps, and room, but I didn't know this until yesterday. Even the the, um, the high-end series of name streamers, they have Rune, they have UPnP, but they also have Spotify Connect, and they also have Bluetooth. Yes. So everything is covered. I think it's really important to have it's all It's cool because things. everybody can enjoy the hi-fi then. Yes. Yeah. That way when your friends come over... Yeah. They can just, from whatever they're doing, hey, listen to my music, hey, listen to my music. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a, like a, 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 a song of yeah, a song of a dance to kind of get music. Well, or it doesn't have to be. I mean, the only bad thing about vinyl mm -hmm. is that... The only? No, I mean, really. The <laughs> I'm only, joking with you. No, no. The only bad thing about vinyl yeah. is it's not good in a crowd. That's when good things happen to bad people. You know, stylist tends to... What do you mean it's not good in a crowd? I'm just not sure what's well, it's not good with multiple people interfacing with your turntable in a crowd. I guess. If you're just the DJ and no one else goes near the turntable, it's fine. Yeah, but you could, I mean, the other way around that is to get, I mean, because you and I both have Technics SL1200s, right? Sure. You have two of those and a mixer. Party table. And you have, you set, I mean, or you have like, yeah, you just have them set up. I mean, I guess you have to pull out your... Party your, records. Or take a, take away your your, your high-end cartridge and... Sure M44. Have you ever played with one of those? Don't think I have. It's kind of the original DJ cartridge. You who likes a lot of techno, yeah. you should get they're, they're get one now before they're gone. It's like a hundred euros. No, not even. M forty four. I have one. M forty four is awesome. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it's we, got really punchy bass. It's 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 a revelation, really. It's a shame those guys are getting out of the business, but then again, that's a sign of the times, right? I mean, they probably can't compete anymore. I don't know. Well, I can't imagine there's a lot of profit margin in fifty dollar phone cartridges. Yeah. You know, but they're—I mean, sure, are here, and they've got a big booth. Yeah, I guess they're pushing headphones. There must be more money in headphones, for them, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just a shame that with vinyl being as popular as it is, they couldn't just hang in there for a couple more years. Uh, it's a business decision. Right? Yeah, I get I it. It can't be an emotional thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You can't just be like, "Well, we we like vinyl so much, we're going to lose a million bucks every quarter." You know, that's right, just not right. That's right, not right, right, right. I may try and see if I can get a second M44 before they're gone. I'm just sorry, again, I've not had time to go to my um, favorite record store, which is called Schallplattenladen, I think it's called Schallplattenladen, which means record store. And there's a couple of great branches. branches. We what's, should, what's, just, what's the we should just take a month off and go to record stores all over the world. Uh, well, if I had the money, Jeff, I would do that. Yeah. Uh, maybe he like somebody to sponsor us to do that. And just do we like should. A, do somebody like, like, like our friends at Music Direct. Um, you know. But. Yeah, we could take a cameraman and and go and do yeah record stores around even around Europe or the world. But then you have to go to Japan. Yeah. Japan is off the dial when it comes to record stores. You could just do it about Tokyo. Yeah, it would be a limited cost. I don't know. I don't know. I don't as long know. as we can go to the Hello Kitty store, I mean, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> there's plenty. Of have you been to the Hello no, Kitty Jeff, store I there? I, when I was there um, a couple of years back, seeing an audio client, he goes, "Oh, you like Hello Kitty." And we went to this, it's a five-story Hello Kitty store with every Hello Kitty thing. They even have women in Tokyo. They dress up like Hello Kitty. Mm -hmm. And it's not sexual at all. You pay them in, in eight-minute increments. You put your head on their, on their lap. 
and they pet your head and tell you everything's okay. No, we're not going to go there. No, no, we're going to edit that out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, you're going home today, aren't you? Tomorrow morning. Oh, you're going home tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning. Yeah, so, I've got about an hour. Because you can't even get close to seeing, seeing everything here. Not, not, even, not even 5%. Yeah, right? there's a lot. So there's I've decided really that the people that I do talk to, I'm going pretty deep into what they're doing. Right. With like video coverage so that they get to talk yeah. and we can we can cover a lot of ground in a very short space of time, which I think is the most efficient way of doing it. Right. So I had a great chat with Andrew Jones yesterday. Um, I had a great chat with Ken, I've mentioned this before, Ken Ball. Well, I think that's good, you know, rather than just these little perky sound bites. Mm. I think people are, it's, 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 I think it's kind of, if, if, I mean, again, just my opinion, if you can achieve a really good balance between getting in, getting out, getting to the point mm. without too much. Yeah, the who, the what, the how much, the why. Yeah. Why is an important question. Yeah. But not how does it sound because you can't, you can't really do that on your show. You know who's a cool cat? Um, what's his name? Ken? Mishimata. Yeah. From Marantz. He's an interesting man. Right. Have you talked right. to him? No, I have never met he's him. No. A, he's a very cool man. Right. He was the guy that designed a lot of the classic Marantz stuff. Okay. Right. Brilliant man. I mean, yeah. brilliant man. Really. And, and just, he's got that real Yoda thing about him where he's just, you get in his presence and you just get like kind of calm and chilled out. <laughs> he's, he's, he's really very worldly. Right. Okay. You know, the other, I mean, did you get a chance to talk to Fleming from Griffin? Have you ever talked to him much? Another guy, one of, one of the, just one of the kindest souls I've ever met. Fleming is just amazing, amazingly nice man. And he's, he's retiring now. He's going to be 70 this year. And, but just wonderful, wonderful gentleman. You know, and we were, we were talking about Nelson Pass, and he's like, oh, he's like, I love Nelson. He goes, Nelson is just, he and Nelson Pass are kind of like, they're like Santa Claus. Okay. You know, they have this little twinkle in their eye, and they're just like, you know, otherworldly wisdom. I mean, I, I had a long chat with Bruno Putzis yesterday. He's a bit like that. He's a cool guy. And he is a super smart guy. Like, he's, yeah. he's 5,000 steps ahead of the rest of us, right? Well, you know what? That's another thing I think it's part of the, where... A lot of people talk about high-end audio doesn't get the respect it deserves. Mm. Okay. And what I think a lot of people don't understand is that when you meet those guys, you realize that the, the amount of thought process and the amount of passion that goes into this stuff is the same that's at Ferrari, that's at Porsche, that's at Rolex, that it, it really, that level of meticulousness, I don't yeah. think that's even a word. But it's but, not but yeah, you know that that um, you're talking about attention to detail, attention to detail, and but like this ability to look at things and the world and their process on this really three dimensional thing all the time. Yeah. They've got that going, and they live this stuff. I mean, oh, yeah, I know totally. that we, we only see them at shows, but they go back and they're just sweating it out. And, and you know, I'm sure their jobs must be far harder than ours. I guess most of the time because they have to deal with supply chains and. A lot of them, especially if they deal with Chinese manufacturing, that's a lot of travel. You know what? Um, someone told me yesterday, they said a big problem a lot of these guys are facing is parts counterfeiting. Yeah, right. Yes. You know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. That They think they're getting these capacitors or these transistors, and then yeah. they show up, and the stuff doesn't sound the same. Yeah, right. You know, and so that's there's, there's a little bit of that. Not an alarming amount of that, but there's a little bit of that. Yeah. But just the way just the way these guys approach the design of their product. And when I was talking to Alvin Lloyd at Grand Prix Audio yesterday, 
you know, and he's he's an ex race engineer, you know. But he said he said you know he goes I'm sitting here and he goes I'm getting all these ideas and he goes I've got my whole next generation of products designed in my head now and he goes it's not it's it's going to take a few years to do it. But he said, I'm always thinking about how do I make it better? How do I make it better? I mean, the guys at Nagra are like, I mean, they're all like that. I mean, they, they, once you make a product, I think a lot of a lot of consumers get crabby because they buy something and then there's a new product three years later. Well, that's what engineers do. That's business as well. well but they figure out how to make it better, you know, and, and they're always trying to improve. And I mean, it, it, it fascinates me to see how much more sound they keep getting out of this stuff. Mm. And and I think one of the things too that I've seen that I'm pretty excited about is there's so much gear now that isn't crazy money that's really good. There's a lot of it, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's not like five in the last five years the amount of gear on, on two levels. The 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 stuff that's in about the thousand dollar a box range yeah. has gotten tremendously better. Yeah. And the stuff that's in the ten to twenty thousand dollar a box range is stuff is as good as or better than stuff you were paying a hundred thousand dollars a box for five years ago. So that means a lot more people can enjoy this stuff yeah. without breaking the bank or or just not being able to have it. Really? But that, I guess that causes a lot of anxiety amongst consumers because they're like, well, what you know, if I'm looking at something that costs ten grand, and then there's a fifty grand option, is the extra forty worth it? That's that's, that's a, the that's eternal a, question. That's a tough question. That's the eternal question. I guess you have to assess what what we are, what the, what the delta in performance means for you. Right, and it and it is kind of a hierarchy of needs thing. Yeah, you know. I mean, a lot of this uber high-end hi-fi we see in Munich, I'm not interested. But that doesn't mean other people should not be interested. Exactly. Just because I can't have it doesn't mean it's not outstanding. Yeah, that's right. Or it doesn't mean it's a rip-off either. No, it isn't. But it's, it's and what we're a lot of, again, I love your word, being a Krabby Pants, you know, we're... Cranky Pants. Cranky Pants. Where a lot of these people get Cranky Pants about it is... They can't have it. Well, they can't have it, but what they don't understand is... At least from my perspective, mm. if you're going to have one of these uber mega systems, mm. okay, if you don't have the room exactly. and the power yeah. and you don't have the record collection, if you don't have that big collection of first stamp for this, first stamp for that, pink island this, pink island that, the, the delta between those records and just a MoFi yeah. is a pretty big jump. Okay, one of the guys on our staff has that's all he's got. Yeah. You know, and when you when when you put the difference, for example, if you're listening to a thousand dollar turntable. Yeah. Any nice thousand dollar turntable arm and cartridge combination. Like the modified. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Nice. You know, that Riga project, any yeah. of those. Yeah. You know, you put uh, say a standard copy of something that you buy in a record store for eight bucks. Yeah. You listen to that. And you listen to a MoFi. There's about eh, that much difference. Yeah. And then you put one of those amazing pressings on the difference between the MoFi and this, you don't even hear it. Right. You just can't hear it. It doesn't resolve enough. You know, so the if, if you, the whole thing is a system, you know, and if you've just got okay pressings, you don't need to spend zillions of dollars on an arm and a cartridge and a phono and I'm that, that guy. I'm, I'm all about okay pressings because that's nothing wrong with that. You can't get nothing a MoFi at all. Oh, Ports of Canada. <clears throat> no, there, there is no MoFi. I don't know the blue airplanes or the stuff. You know, yeah, stuff I like it. Just doesn't exist. Ninety per ninety five percent of the. I mean, it's like real to real. You know, I mean. And in an ultimate level, yes, reel-to-reel is really super cool and awesome, but 
there's no music, to, there's there's nothing on reel to reel that I want to hear. Yeah, and if there is, it's really expensive. Yeah, six hundred bucks for a tape of Lynn Stanley? Forget it. You know, it's like, are you kidding? <laughs> Let's end on that. That's great. All right. You have been listening to the Darko Audio Podcast with me, John Darko, and Tone Audio's Jeff Dorgay.